is the record button. So now we are recording. Are we recording now? I think so. Oh my god, I can't believe these these news things that we're going to talk about today. So much news. There's life going on in this There's world. There's like 14 months of an album delay. There's a lot of fucking things to talk about, but let's quickly get through that and we'll get to the fun part of this. The, the actual reason why we're here this morning. The reason you're listening, because you probably don't care about which albums we're going to be talking about, but you care about the album we're going to mm-hmm. be talking um, about. Today, Wait, the Lord's Day of the Self-Help Festival That's right. 2016. We're f- finally going. After like three years of not going. Oh, sweaty teenagers. I can't mm. wait. It's going to be <laughs> so much fun. I've seen the pictures from previous years and there's a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. But this Tinder thing didn't work out, so now we have to physically go out there. And, and, and of course, because the minimum age for Tinder is 18 years old, right. now we can go to the age range that I actually yes <laughs> looking for. You need to... The 14 to 16-year-old girls. There's got to be like a a, a jailbait Tinder. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Jailbaiter. Jailbaiter. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the skinny with Mike and Adam. So needless episode. to say, Mike didn't get any hits back during the last week. Uh, hold on, episode zero one eight one. Um, I uh, I, sh- I actually super liked someone on purpose. Ooh, not on accident. No, <laughs> I, was so funny. I was just to listen back. Oh God, I super liked her. You didn't <laughs> even read her description. No, she's way. like, oh, this girl's doing yoga. Oh my God, I super liked her. Uh, no, like I was just fucking around with it i was on my lunch break like a couple days ago and i was like mm-hmm. okay let's see what's on tinder this Adam. is the new normal for mike yeah this, this is what i do now i just i i, I stalk people he, he wears a man bun yeah and stalks people on Doing tinder a man bun thing i know because uh, my hair is getting kind of long mm-hmm. i'm going to a concert my hair is going to be in my face yes so now it's not going to be in my face according to portlandia um when people go to festivals mm-hmm. the the chicks are only looking for guys with man buns oh that's good so um they did a whole thing where they were they just like is portlandia back bun. It's been back. It's always back. Oh, my back. God. IFC, always funny. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Slightly off. I forgot what I was saying. You were on Tinder on your lunch oh, break. Oh, yes. That's what it was. Jail and then major. I saw this this girl, a very pretty 27-year-old blonde girl. Ooh. And uh, we had seven you, we had seven matching likes. Whoa. That's good because you don't really want to have – because you like a lot of things on Facebook. I like a and lot And if of these things. girls don't like anything that you've liked on Facebook, mm-hmm. then you're – going to struggle to have things in common here's the things that they that she liked that i remember okay slaves oh johnny craig these are one all of, things in bed right yes <laughs> <laughs> one of her pictures was a picture with johnny craig whoa we have one of those we have a picture with johnny craig <laughs> yes uh she also likes dance gavin dance was she at the show with us i don't know i don't oh. i, I don't recognize that venue that she was at okay she also likes uh kurt travis on facebook nice and sleeping with sirens and la dispute Ooh, well that's that's what and Batman five out of six. <laughs> and Batman. good. Yes. <laughs> so I super liked her. I was like, oh man, this is awesome. We have mm-hmm. I have someone something in common with some with someone. I can like make friends with this chick. Yep. And now nah, she never. Oh. She didn't get back to you at all. She didn't no. look at your profile and say we have all these things in common, no, including she Batman. Looked, she probably looked at my file a profile and was like, oh, single father, unmatch. God damn it! Everybody likes single fathers. No, not no, not anyone. They, this is my future now. Nope. This is my future. She might just be busy. <laughs> That's what it is. Remember, they're always busy. They're always busy. When you're around. I forgot to mention. <laughs> I forgot to. Me- I forgot to mention that the 
This girl was Spencer Chamberlain of, of Thunder Oak. Oh, good. She's always busy. <laughs> uh, well, he's really busy this week. Oh, yeah. We're going to go him. see him today. We had a chance to interview him, oh. but we did not get uh, approval for press credentials. Maybe That's why we're year. having this week's show. Yes. Instead, we're going to talk about the albums that matter mm. to you, the yes. Americans. Which is great because we wanted to talk about Painkillers with Brian Fallon. More on that later. But right. first, let's get to the feed because we really want to review that album. Right. Moving right along. All right, so moving along, this album is like 14 months in the waiting, man, because this yeah. album was supposed to uh, be re- was rumored to be released in Ju- January of 2015. That's right. So uh, this- 15 months later, we finally get a release date for Misadventures by Pierce the Veil. Now, um, neither of us are like huge Pierce the Veil no, fans. Everybody else is, so we, right. Mike and I were like, we should probably check out what's going on. Mike had already listened to them long before mm-hmm. I had. Um, our friend Joe was into them and yes. made us watch their set at Warped Tour 2012. <laughs> he sort of did make us. Where we were introduced to one Kellen Quinn. Oh. And hilarity ensued for the <laughs> for the last three and a half years oh, since then. Oh, God. Um, you know, Mike and I listened to those albums. I enjoyed the third one, Collide the with the Sky. The third one's pretty good. I mean, It's they're doing ca- a better job. They kind of get better as they go. But what got me intrigued about this was That's four years in between albums. Yeah, the the fact that this, that they waited so long, and I don't think they've officially announced it, but I'm pretty sure that they scrapped whatever they recorded for that January 2015 release exactly. and re-recorded a whole it new has album. To be. Now we live in a predominantly Latino area mm-hmm. of Southern California. Bunch and of Latinos every... from Sa- bunch of fucking Mexicans from San Diego. Exactly. So everybody here likes Pierce the Veil. Yes, and. This is a band that hasn't released an album for four years now. Oh, it doesn't matter. Yet has been on Warp Tour twice in yeah. those four years. Right. Um, so I wonder if their fans from 2012 are following them into mm. 2016 because now they've matured to now they're 16. Now they're like a mature 16-year-old. Right. Who, you know, they're too old for that kind of music now. They might be. They might just have stuck with Sleeping With Sirens. Like they threw released. all their studded belts in the, in, oh, the, in the garbage. That's right, because they're weapons. <laughs> they're weapons at the San Bernardino Orange Show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how that goes today. Mike has a regular belt on. I have on, a regular brown belt on today. But it'll set off the metal detector. Oh, yeah. Because you know they're searching for terrorists today. Yeah. You like, know. sir, you need to take that belt. But they keep my pants up. <laughs> too sure, bad. Your, your pants are skinny enough, I'm sure they... What, to keep your AK-47 in your pants, sir? Oh, yeah, that's just my penis. <laughs> okay, okay. Just, it's okay. They can't get into your iPhone. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. So uh, Pierce the Veil has a new album. <laughs> it comes out at May 13th, mm-hmm. the day before my daughter's birthday. Oh. Happy birthday, Eleanor. Mm. You come with me the day before my daughter's birthday. Because, <laughs> you know, three-year-olds are into Pierce the Veil. It's just the prime age for right. Pierce the Veil and Sleeping with Sirens and that kind of music. But we'll <laughs> listen to it. We'll give you a review. And uh, I'm hoping that they've matured because they're all in their 30s now, even though their fan base remains at a ripe 15 to 16 year Remi- old. Remains half of that. <laughs> yes. Uh, so those guys, all their teenager fans are always uh, surprised when I tell them, like, hey, did you know Vic Fuentes is, you know, three years younger than me? <laughs> like, oh my God, Grandpa what? Fuentes. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us, can you tell us about the Mexican Revolution? Oh, yes, I can. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Adam, you brought this news story to my attention. Now, you, was it last year, I think it was, or maybe yeah. a year prior? Prior to Warp Tour 2015, I reviewed Black, Black Veil Brides. Veil Brides, another band that I talked a lot with teenagers about. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Andy Black has been hinting at a solo album 
for the last several months. Right. Finally got a Been release recording. date. So we got a release date and an album title. Sorry, Andy Black is the lead singer. Yes. His real name his... is Beersack. Yes. But, you know, he's emo and awesome. And, and he's a very good looking dude. He's a sexy, by the way. skinny, skinny dude. Like, he's, sounds... like... he's like the Rick Astley of now. Because when you listen to him, you're like, that's not a skinny white boy. No. That's like a big, burly <laughs> white guy. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but he looks like, like an emo twink. An emo twink, yeah. exactly. Uh, the album is called Andy Black. Give the, you up. <laughs> Andy Black, The Shadow Side. That's coming out on May 6th. Uh, and it's going to be uh, 13 tracks. Didn't I see? Didn't we see that like he was working with like Patrick Stump and yes. others? Are they featured on this album? The is only person that's featured is Matt Skiba of Blink 182. Well, there you go. I don't know. Patrick Stump. Mm. He got nominated for best vocalist. Oh. We're going to talk about the APMAs in a minute. In a or minute. Is that next week. No, in a minute. We'll talk about it. It'll be <laughs> <Okay>. fun. <laughs> uh, but uh, maybe that are, are you, got scrapped. Are you, are you uh, what do you call it? Or maybe he produced it because Pastor Sub is like a producer. Hmm. I guess that's possible. Hmm. I have no idea. So are we going with like electro dance synth pop? I, Andy I, think, Black solo album? I think that's probably what this is. <laughs> it can't be anything like his shitty Black Veil Brides album. No. And it's weird because like the last Black Veil Brides album from last year or 2014? I think it was 14. That was like the best one. Mm-hmm. And it was only like a five out of ten yeah me. but it had like the best songs <laughs> i've ever heard from them <laughs> yeah not <laughs> there's only fan. a couple of songs mm-hmm. that were really good um but yeah mike and i really we gave this band a chance but they're way too too not, not our flavor man flavor yeah. yes but are you are you anticipating this slightly no i no. think it's gonna suck but you're still gonna listen to it i'm still gonna listen to it because <laughs> i talked to a few people who really like andy Oh, well, this is probably the uh, biggest news as far as like our music taste goes oh, and yeah. for album announcements. Uh-huh. Seosin oh my God. finally re- officially released a new single. This has been going for years, right? Since hey, Adam. Anthony Green. Hey, Adam, how long has it been since the last Seosin album? Seven years, <laughs> you adore me, I'll be fine. Yeah, since 2009 was uh, That's a long time. Uh, the last Seosin album with their uh, second singer, Cove Reber. And that album and that band is since, uh, or that iteration has since dissolved. And there's only three original members now. Uh, two, no, two. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and so uh, the 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 single is called "The Silver String." Yeah. Uh, it's very Circus Survive kind of meets late late Seosin. Maybe? I enjoyed it. It's a good song. It's a really yeah. good song. It's got Anthony Green screaming again. Which is what we need. Yeah, which what, is what the, the world, world needs. needs. The album itself is called Along the Shadow, and that's coming out May 20th. So three Whoa. albums coming out in May. May is a busy month. Very busy Happy month. Happy birthday, Eleanor. Exactly. She's got three albums that she's going to have to be <laughs> absorbing during Is that, that what you're going to buy her for her birthday? Exactly. <laughs> Here you go. Daughter. Like, <laughs> Mickey's Clubhouse. <laughs> Andy Beersack's Clubhouse. Andy Beersack's Clubhouse. <laughs> Anthony Green. <laughs> so I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, I've been I've been waiting for New Salesin for like I said seven years, and uh, That's a long time. And I'm really excited that they got Anthony Green back. You know, I, I've always enjoyed Cove Cove Reber's Cove Reber's vocals, but uh, you know, I, I think there's something there's something magical about that uh, first Salesin EP. There's something beautiful about those five tracks that, that's was, on there. That was where Mike learned what music was. That's well. That's that's. 
I listened to those as my balls descended. Yes. Yeah. And his penis went up. Mm. <laughs> and it got really sticky. Very sticky. So, mm. <laughs> listen to those albums. And I need to go back and listen to some Seosin because it's been a long time. Or just like one and a half albums. Yeah. It's like an EP and the first LP. But it's been like it. five years since I've even listened to Seosin. Right. So I should probably go back and revisit mm. all Yeah, of that's it. a good idea. May is coming You're very quickly. Not alone. There's more to this, I know. <laughs> you can make it out. Oh God, that uh, that song is like six minutes long, isn't it? It is. It's so slow. And it's... it made me want to quit music forever. <laughs> Pretty much. Good thing we did. <laughs> Good thing we did. Thank you, Sayosin. Speaking uh, of not quitting music forever. Uh, we talked about this not too long ago, but Guns N' Roses yeah, is getting Dad back bod, together. Dad Bod the band. <laughs> Dad Bod the band <laughs> is getting back together for what is it coachella coachella or? as well as opening up a new arena that is out in las vegas wow that will be in april i think oh yes you're right Co- is coachella coming up in april or? i think it i think it is because it's late spring it's so like when it's hot i had a big like quarrel with this because they only said hey axel and slash are together yes without mentioning who else is going to be involved in this alleged reunion yes so we we Adam stumbled across this article, and, and it kind of maps out the different iterations of Guns N' Roses, and it kind of yes, gives which, the possibilities of which members are going to be showing up for this reunion, quote-unquote. Because I knew what happened with Guns N' Roses you know, from when they broke up in 93 mm-hmm. through 2008 when Chinese Democracy came out, because I followed that band hardcore during right. those years, and I everybody that came and left and... And all of the rumors of the album ever coming out. But after 2008 and Chinese Democracy came out, I stopped paying attention. And luckily this uh, article caught me up on the yes. last eight years of Guns N' Roses. Exactly. So so uh, catch us up, Adam. So we got, for sure, Axl Rose and Slash, just like in the original right. announcement. And then uh, Duff McKagan, Duff who's McKeegan. the bass player. Yes. Who was also the bass player in Velvet Revolver. I didn't realize that he had done a handful of like appearances with Axel, open, like opening with his band, as well as playing on classic Guns N' Roses tracks, because we all got to do that. And um, so Duff is in, which uh, is and good. But so, so these are the people that are most likely there. So now we have. So now we go down to, uh, you know, maybe full show. Yes. M- m- you know, kind of well, likely. Dizzy Reed. Dizzy Reed, who's been the keyboardist since the Use Your Illusion days in the early 90s. He's been there the whole time, mm-hmm. so obviously he would still be in the band. Richard Fortis? Richard on... Fortis has been in the band for a long time as well, like since the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. He's been the guitar player, I think. Um, but there's been, but like the rhythm guitar player. Right. There's been so many lead guitar players that have come and gone, as well as other rhythm guitar players, because Axel needs a lot of guitars on stage sometimes. Mm-hmm. You would think he, you know, yeah. You'd think Slash is enough, but no. Well, not after 1993. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Frank Ferrer on drums. And apparently he's been the drummer since, what does it say there? Uh, 2006? Been drumming for Guns N' Roses for 10 years now. Okay. Yeah. And I think he's the drummer on Chinese Democracy. That so, is So, I mean, correct. Guns N' Roses had two previous drummers in, um, well, they had a guy named Brain. Mm. His name was Brian something, but he was... He was the drummer in the early 2000s. Of course, prior to that, we had Matt Sorum on the Use Your Illusion days in the early 90s, mm-hmm. and then Steven Adler on the Appetite for Destruction days, and somehow still alive, Steven Adler, <laughs> despite however much heroin he can put into his body. He's just pure heroin now. So there's rumors that the old drummers 
who have stayed pretty quiet since this announcement. Mm-hmm. Like they might surprise us at the Coachella show you know, and be like, hey, let's play Use Your Illusion songs with Matt Sorum. Ha ha. Yeah. Well, Under Oath did the same thing on their, uh, on their farewell tour because they had a new drummer. Right. Forget his name. Daniel Davidson, I think his name was. Okay. Who, who, was the last, who was the drummer on their last album. And then as a surprise to people, they brought Aaron in oh. for like the latter half of the show. Like, remember so, him? He was in the band last year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He's kind of the only original member. But right. The, uh, oh, and this article goes on to say that uh, during the initial announcement, Matt, uh, Frank Ferrer on Twitter went on the tweet, uh, awesome, man. See you there. Yes, but then he had to re- recant that. Yeah, he did. Like, by, by being there, I mean <laughs> I'll be playing in the sand with my daughter. <laughs> I'll, I'll stream it on TV. It's so I don't know. weird that this all this weird legal shit that has to go on. Also, Chris Pittman. Who was another keyboardist. Another keyboardist, yeah. I remember his name, but I don't remember him being too much involved. So now the article goes down to the not likely, so the Izzy right. Stradlin. Who was the original rhythm guitar player of the band. Back in the Appetite for Destruction days. And also, he recorded on Use Your Illusions, but quit the band shortly after mm-hmm. that album came out. So he didn't tour with Use Your Illusions because Gilby Clark took over for touring. Right. Um, and then Izzy Stradlin showed up at several Guns N' Roses gigs to play a couple of songs here and there. And Contractual obligations. Probably. But apparently he is not going to be part of this. He also confirmed it on Twitter. He said, uh, at this point in time, I have no involvement in the April 2016 GNR shows. I don't know if anybody listening to this really cares, but this means a lot to me. Yes. <laughs> Since this was one of those bands that got me into music originally back in the 90s. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, again, doubtful. No Steven Adler, maybe? maybe yeah. not. Too busy being high. <laughs> That's where I'm on drums, also not. But Adler was the one who did Adler's Appetite. Yeah. Where he went out with a new band and only played Appetite for Destruction songs back in the mid-aughts, I believe. So, regardless, I, I, I feel like they'd still have a good lineup. Going into the Coachella <laughs> show? It's not something I'm going to pay any money to see at all. No. Have you ever been to a Coachella? No. No. Like I would, there's been like three bands in the history of Coachella that I've actually heard of. Not even Holograms? What the fuck is that? <laughs> oh, that's not a band. It's a Tupac. <laughs> that's just a Tupac. And no. they'll probably bring Michael Jackson this year. I all do. right. So really quick, uh, Alternative Press Music Awards have been, uh, the nominees have been announced this right. past week. And every year... They're great for a laugh. And a great ugh of relief goes over <laughs> the skinny with Mike and Adam. Uh, so we're not, we'll, we'll probably not go through everything, uh, but uh, we'll, we'll go through a few of these. Uh, best there, there actually were some legitimate nominees yes, here. absolutely. Uh, we'll talk that about there. that. So best vocalist nominees are Alex Gathgrath of All Time Low, who sounds like every other pop artist, uh, pop punk so artist out there. So he's going to win? Yes, absolutely. Since he's hosting again this year because they did such a great job last year. Mm-hmm. Pissing God, off other it. bands and <laughs> doing lame jokes. Uh, Caleb Shomo of Beartooth. Yes. Patrick Stump, Fallout Boy. Yes. Lizzie Hale, yes. Hailstorm. Yes. You, I told you last year. Yeah. She can sing as a fucking... She can really sing, yes. She can't write a good song anymore. Cat Quinn, sleeping with songs. <laughs> Uh, needed for the third straight year. <laughs> and and uh, the, the guy who's old enough to be all of these nominees' grandpa, uh-huh. Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Hasn't released a new album since 2014. <laughs> for best guitarist. Okay. Uh, to be fair, most of these guitarists are legit good guitarists. Okay. Uh, Kevin Scaff of A Day to Remember. It's a lot of good... He's a good guitarist. Good guitarist, yes. J.B. Brubaker, who was nominated again for August Burns Red. Right. Who's, you know, at least had an album this year that was True. pretty damn good. Uh, and I would, my vote goes to him. Kellen McGregor, Memphis May Fire. That's so weird listening to Maddie Mullins talk about Kellen. 
Yes. And I was, kept on thinking he was talking about Kellen Quinn. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. butt buddies. They're, they're joined at the, like, they dock penises. <laughs> right. Like, that means one of them is not circumcised. So I'm going to go with, like, no, Maddie Mullins is really religious, so he'd probably be circumcised. So Kellen Quinn is not no, circumcised. No, he wouldn't be circumcised. Well, he would only, be. Only Jewish people get circumcised if you're really religious. Oh, okay. He probably had the foreskin reattached. Oh, that's true. Just to <laughs> keep his cred. <laughs> just, to, just, just so we can do, share that covenant with Jeff, uh, with Kellen Quinn. Right. And <laughs> Kellen McGregor. <laughs> Kellen McGregor. Uh, most metal of all names. I don't understand this nomination, but Chad Gilbert of Newfound Glory. Newfound Glory has not really been known for their guitar work. Uh, right, Mish- just like Misha Mansoor of Periphery. Ooh, that's a very like technical, like 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 his fretboard will light on fire after every show. So it's like him and JB are probably like the the real the front runners, the real winners here. But um, I'm I'm sure. And also, Jack Fowler, sleeping with sirens. He's gonna win. Win, win for sure. What's his name? Jack Fowler. Jack Fowler. <laughs> that sounds like a grandpa, name, doesn't it? <laughs> so many grandpas this year. Jack Fowler died today at the age of ninety-four. So best <laughs> accepting his award on on his behalf and on his behalf, Kellen Quinn. <laughs> best bassist. Hopefully to die today at the age of twenty-nine. Anyway, <clears throat> Ralph Sika for being as an ocean. Which makes sense. Being That's as an ocean is very kind of bass. They have a lot of bass-led uh, tracks. This one I agree with, Skylar Accord from Issues. Uh, I know you don't like that band, but the the bass work on the self-titled album is really good, man. Okay. Uh, Okay. Ryan Neff, Miss May I. Miss May I. He's the the singer as well, the cleaning vocalist. So he's going to (laughs) win. Matthew Matthew Taylor, Motion City Soundtrack. Aaron Stringer, Uh The Amity Uh Affliction. Yes. of, Of best known for Adam Shirts. Because he's wearing an Amity Affliction Oh, shirt. yes, I am. <laughs> he didn't make them. I, <laughs> so I, I was, Kellen. Another Kellen? What no, the hell? So many Kellens. From it's, the story so far? From the story so far. No, it's got to go to um, the second one. What was the second one? The Amity Affliction. No. It oh, if you... He'll be the one that wins. Yeah, I probably. want Aaron to win. Yeah, of but, course. I think because we're biased. He's, yeah. They're one of our favorite bands. Uh, best drummer. Ooh. Uh, Christian Coma from Black Veil Brides. Mm. Lionel Robinson, Let Live. It's not Lionel. It's like Lonial. Lonial. That's I, weird. Is it pronounced Lionel, though? I don't think so. Okay. Lonial Robinson of Let Live. So finally a black guy shows up. I know. This isn't the Oscars, God damn it. damn it. <laughs> APMAs. Boycott AP- APMAs. Yeah. Jared Boyd, Miss May I. No. Danny Washington, Neck Deep. Max Danzinger, Set It Off. And what? Aaron Gillespie. <laughs> Under, Under Oath. Oath? Yeah. <laughs> Who has who hasn't been in Underoath since two thousand and eight? <laughs> he hasn't drummed on an album. Well, no, he quit in like two thousand ten, right? Well, he did he do the drums for, for like the Almost on the studio recording? Yeah. Okay. He did everything on the Almost. He, well, the first the album. Live band. I don't know. I don't know if he did for the second and third album though. I mean, it, w- it would be one thing to say Aaron Gillespie Paramore. That's but he's only the touring drummer. I yeah, don't think that's that, true. I don't think they count touring. Yeah, he drummers. hasn't been on an Under Oath album since two thousand eight. I think that's like a legacy kind of uh, a legacy nomination, especially awful. because of the reunion that we're going to see tonight. So I'm going to go with um, probably Neck Deep will win. Yeah, the because they're kind of like an up and coming kind of band. Yeah, I want uh, Loniel Robinson to win. Oh, of Let Live. He's fucking the fantastic best. drummer. But Anybody... also, I think he's only the drummer on The Black is Beautiful. Mm-hmm. He's not on fake history, which is fine. But then again, I think. they might have a completely different drummer now. 
That's because, true. Uh, Jason likes to go through a lot of different. That's true. Different, different artists no one, in his no bands one can keep up with that guy. I know. Best international band, oh, as it is from the UK. No. Baby metal from Japan. Now, have you listened to baby metal? They keep on. I've heard. I've seen like YouTube videos of them. They're fucking terrible, dude. Is it that bad? Okay. Yeah, just I've, think of like Japanese schoolgirls playing yeah. like new metal in the background. Right. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> It's good for a laugh, I had a though. feeling you, they would be one that you'd be like, oh, you should really listen to this band. Fuck that. <laughs> like, if you want a good laugh, yeah, listen to oh, okay. that. Okay. Mariana's Trench from Canada. Don't one Oak Croc oh, from yeah. Japan. Winners. Parkway Drive from Australia. And You, Me at Six from the UK. Um, Which one is your favorite? Uh, Parkway only... Drive. I've, that's the only band that I know of okay. that, that's actually really good. You haven't listened to Mariana's Trench? Never heard of them. Canada? Never heard of Rick. Him. Do you know Rick who Mariana's Trench is? Rick knows exactly who they are. Oh, okay, he's from Canada, and he also meets a lot of celebrities. I know he met Mike Myers. He did. That's crazy. Best music video, all time low. Some we're not. Gonna, I don't care. No. Have, have we seen re- any of these? Well, we've seen videos? Cardinals by the Wonder Years, which oh, isn't yeah. even that good of a. No, it's just music a dude video. running after an ambulance, and then they put him in the ambulance, and the song's over. Actually, they don't put him in ambulance, and that's what makes it deep. Wait, the ambulance leaves without him. <laughs> did I not watch it all the way through? <laughs> I guess you didn't. <laughs> that was the whole ending. Like the whole like last thirty seconds was like Soupy holding the guy when the ambulance left. I thought they were implying that he was in the ambulance. No. So where did he go? Did he just drop him on the ground? No, he was holding him the whole time. So did he like ascend into heaven? No. The screen fades to black. <laughs> Damn it, Soupy. Why aren't we interviewing it's you today? So I deep. Can ask you these questions. Here we go. Song of the year. This is gonna be good. Falling in Reverse with Just Like You. Oh, the worst song on the album. That uh-huh. was pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, never Shout Never. Hey, we okay? <laughs> of Mice and Men. <laughs> this song from 2014. <laughs> yes. Was it released as a single It must have recently? been. It must have been. I don't even remember the song. I haven't heard it for so long. Of Mice and Men. Would you still be here? Panic at the Disco. Hallelujah. Do you have Which Of is... Mice and Men on your iPod? Uh, I think I removed it. Uh, Pierce the Veil with the Divine Zero. I haven't listened to it yet. And State Champs with Secrets. They played the Divine Zero at the show last week, or mm-hmm. last year. Hey, of Mice and Men. And uh, we'll just go through one more nomination before we move Story on. Force. But uh, the what, best... Was it Would You Still Be There? Would You Still Be There? It's still on your iPod. Oh, it is. Oh, because that must have been a single. Because I only keep singles now. I know I won't be of Mice and Men. Uh, now, here we go. We'll just go through this one last nomination. But the best live band, Adela, Beertooth, Issues, <laughs> Motionless, and Spookiness in White. Have we seen any of these bands live yet? We've seen Beertooth. No, we have Oh, yeah, we have. Briefly. Uh, uh, spookiness in White, Neck Deep, and Slipknot. No. Um, These are all super heavy bands. I just have to go with Beartooth, I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was that was. I'm not looking forward to this. I'm sure all the I'm sure all the uh, the actual winners, whenever that happens, probably in June July, or July, July, is 22nd. going to like make me cringe and pull my hair out. It always like, does. Wow, we're so out of touch, I guess. And the guys are so drunk when they're there, and there's like walking up to the stage, like, hey, hey, there's guys, a microphone, and the what's winner, up, Cleveland? And the winner is My Chemical Romance featuring the used. <laughs> Circa 2006. <laughs> oh, God. 
Do I need to watch? I, I've watched all three and a half hours of it. Why did you do that? Because I just felt I needed to. <laughs> I don't know why. I just watched like the highlights on their YouTube channel. I was like, uh, fine. I, I watched a couple performances. That was kind of a waste of my time. It really was. Yeah. But then like every single band starts to reunite at the APMAs. Like, oh, hey, guys, true. Simple Plan is back. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> We've been waiting wait- so long. We've been waiting one year. And New Found Glory reunited, <laughs> I think, as well. And and some forty one you reunited there. Oh yeah, that's true. I they rolled did. my eyes, and then they became my favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't play any of their good songs. No, like let's play everything from All Killer No Filler, and because kids no, they they played Welcome to Hell. Well, because kids like singles. Yay! Let's get on to the review. <laughs> like, hey, my dad listened to this band. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let's move on to our on the plate today when we are going to be reviewing probably one of the most anticipated albums of this year. We knew for sure that was coming. Get uh, ready. The solo for album The Feels from Brian Fallon. I'm going to take my lead singer of now. Brian Fallon and the Crows and the Horrible Crows and the Gaslight Anthem and Molly and the Zombies. Right. And Probably various other there was a lot of side bands. projects. He was in a lot of bands before Gaslight Anthem. True. Something about Cincinnati. That's all I remember. Also, the next Bruce Springsteen, who gets trapped in subways in Japan. <laughs> it is hilarious as fuck. Yeah, and he's he's we all the, laughed. And also, yeah. The, so, if you ever have a chance to see the Brian Fallon Chuckle Hour, which we'll be seeing next week, and uh, guest on the Daily Show. This True. Past Tuesday. Who plays A Wonderful Life and Painkillers. And they played Nobody Wins. Oh, Nobody Wins. Tricycles. Oh, God. I'm we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, so, uh, so Trevor Noah asked him, does anybody ask you if you're related to Jimmy Fallon? And he was like, no, nobody has ever said that to me in my <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> Except your brother-in-law, Adam. Right. And apparently Jimmy Fallon, who introduced him as my brother <laughs> when he was on the Jimmy Fallon show. At one oh, point. wonderful. <laughs> so, so, yes, he was being hilarious about it. Oh, yeah. Was, good, good. Uh, so, uh, yeah, well, I'm oh, look, really looking forward we? to this. Um, we haven't had any Brian Fallon music in two years. But we'll be having it in one week. That's true. I know. What? We're going to do a show. Yeah, I know that. But I was yes. talking about an, uh, his past album. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Get Hurt. Get Hurt 2014. Album's number, Adam's number one album. My number two album. Mike's number two album. And probably if he hadn't have been going through such a terrible time, oh. it probably would have been his number one album. It's a great album. <laughs> <laughs> Taking Back Sunday is good as well. Yes. But I will... Your number eight. <laughs> It's close. Well, <laughs> there's a bit of a disparity there. I know. But it's like in 2013 where you put Sempaternal first and I put Sempaternal t- second. Correct. And, well, you had Rise as number two and I had Rise as number Correct. one. Correct. It it's still pretty damn close. It's but a great album. That's all I'm trying to say. All I know is that he that Gaslight toured and toured and toured and then they took, you know, finally a break. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, three weeks go by and Brian Fallon's like, so I, I got a solo album. It's like, I'm man, that on, was a good break. It was a good break. I'm working on my solo album now. And three <laughs> weeks later, okay, my solo album's done. So it's coming, coming out in, in March. Yeah. Good for you, man. So, yeah. So that was, that was, that was, that going was back on tour in January. Yeah, that was great to hear. I think, I think we both kind of suspected that Brian Fallon wouldn't be like on vacation very long. 
You know, he's kind of, he, he always struck us as kind of, this kind of one of the kind of guys that just needs to be constantly writing. No, luckily he has no wives or children. That's true. To and, hold him back. And luckily his music tells us a little bit about oh. that. Or as what I've been thinking about is, is he writing some of these songs more in the? He's writing them from the first person, but are they about somebody else talking to him in the first person? Well, I know one song that that's probably that's most likely the case, but we're not. That's not the first song. The first song is the first single coming from this album called oh, A Wonderful Life. Yes. Now, this is a wonderful little optimistic ditty. I think it came out on the internets in January. Something like that. And, uh, yeah, I was just like, oh, God, I, uh, I don't know if I'm going to like it at the very beginning. Yeah. And then the chorus hits. Yes. And you're like, oh, God, this is the best song this is very in the entire world. Brian Vallon. This is very Brian Vallon, man. Now, I know you were saying you were thinking Horrible Crows Part 2 yeah. for the Brian Fallon solo album. That's what I was thinking, yes. Oh, 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 Calling all lonely hearts. Hey, he's talking about me again. Somebody named Mike? <laughs> <laughs> or is it about somebody else we'll never know? No, it's about me. Keep me up on My baby. Every time. Every time it works. Does it sound like old Brian Fallon songs? A little bit. A little bit, yes. It, it, it's, very, it's a very stripped-down kind of uh, Gaslight Anthem, which was exactly what I was expecting. Or I was kind of expecting more Horrible Crows along the lines, but we get kind of that influence, too, here and there. Yes. Not so much this song, but uh, you know, we'll talk about that when we get we'll, there. We'll get to a few more, but this was a good first single and it's it made me think like single. oh this album might be good but it might not be good mm. could I ever find so a Brian album Fallon's album that's not good were you, so you were skeptical when you first heard the song well you're always skeptical coming right. into it but then you kept on I, I took a break from the song for a while until right before we went to the show yes. and then I listened to it every single day <laughs> leading up to the show yes and I was like nope this song's incredible this song's great can't take it back mm-hmm. should we have one more chorus here sure if you guys haven't Keep heard it yet. Me up all night. You say my baby. All this time in between drives me crazy. How on a life on fire. Go mad with desire. I wanna survive. I want a wonderful life. I, I, I think Don't this is all. about this is about a girlfriend telling him that he's not doing enough for the relationship. Oh. I'm just saying. So I was just saying. I was thinking it was from his perspective. It's like, I just, I just want to be in love. I want to, I want to, I, I just want to, I want a family one day, and I but want all these wonderful things. Look at it from the flip side, and it means a whole other thing. Oh God! What's great is the shirt that I bought at the show. As those lyrics, the lyrics for the chorus on the here. medicine bottle. Fucking perfect. Yeah. My wife even liked it. <laughs> uh, I love this song. It's a great song. Uh, do we have to skip it? Yes. Because we can sit here for forty minutes. And we'll just do go. it. <laughs> Painkillers is the next single this off is of this track. Single number five, I think so. He just releases album. every song. The video just came out, and just right the there, I'm gonna hit. I'm gonna go back to the beginning. This is like such an epic opening. It's a great. Uh, it's a great way to start the song. Yeah. It just got you ready. You're like, I can't wait for the fucking chorus. I know, and the intro doesn't drag or anything. It just gets right. you right into the song. Did, did you watch the video? Yes. What'd you think? Because I, I don't want to okay. watch any videos. Oh, you haven't seen I it? I watched the video for A Wonderful Life, which was just him playing a guitar. Yeah, just a bunch of camera. people. Oh, yeah. A yeah. bunch of people being happy. and Being happy. Yeah. Uh, the video for Painkillers is a 
dude walks into a bar and it and it's told non-linearly where this girl is this, So this is a song. Like it was a drug. All it wanted was a little release. And so, every heart I had in between. So many influences. They were painless to me. Oh, the relatability. <laughs> exactly. I hate you so much. I hate everything. I've listened to so many songs throughout my life. And every time I hear something like this reminds me of times in my life where yes. I was listening to things like the Eagles and the crappy folk music that my parents made me listen to. <laughs> and now, as an adult, I'm like, I'm kind of glad I listened to that because there were some good elements of that. that I know. It's, when you course, come across a songwriter like Mr. Fallon who perfects it and you know trims, the, all, trims all the fat of it, and it's just great stuff. Of course. Of course. Such a strong chorus. Mm-hmm. And it's not even like uh, it, it's kind of like a like a snaps in your head like well duh of, of course of course he would write song uh, uh, lyrics like this right of course like it's it, like it's so genius but it's like not surprising right although I did like the metaphor of when he talked about naming the album when we were at the show yes and how well I got he, a name <laughs> he had the name before he even wrote, wrote the a album single song because he wanted to write songs that people could see as painkillers yes. If that makes sense. Yes, and this is a great uh, title track because he refer because he equates painkillers to the act of love, exactly. which is something that like maybe a certain co-host of a certain show might do from time to time. Right. You know. And like most painkillers, <laughs> they can become addicting over time. Kind of. And by the fourth time I listened to this album, I said, "I can't get enough of this album. <laughs> <laughs> Give me more." <laughs> well, let's go move on to. Uh, if we have to, if probably we have to. one of my. F- Ugh. Do you feel say like top three favorite songs of this album? The song "Foolish Things." This was one of the two that I didn't like at first, ah. but by the third listen, I was hooked. Yeah, this is uh, Jesus Christ, and there's more with the relatability for my of life course. again. So, uh, it's about a guy who broke up with a girl, moved to the beach, got a disco outside of his window. Uh huh. Hanging out with the kids, all these good times are killing me. Yep. And um, yeah. And he's getting used to that lonely life, even though he's banging a bunch of chicks, <laughs> banging a bunch of kids. I always feel like this song is written in a different time period. Yeah, he's he he loves to harken back to like the like the old like sixties and like yeah. where classic rock was was, was prominent, like, you know? And they say such stupid things like love, 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 love is all you need. Yeah. Like that's Which is something that like I carried throughout my whole life and now I kind of don't believe it anymore because of <laughs> things that have happened in my life. So did you threw your your own heart in the sea? Very much so. I don't and live on the else? beach but <laughs> yeah. I love the foolish things. Now, was he saying his heart was foolish? Or is he saying throwing his heart in the sea was foolish? From my perspective, it was, you know, believing things that love, love, love is all you need. Right. Which is what I've believed my whole life. But you also notice he says in the first chorus, they say it. By the third chorus, he says, we "We say it. And in the final chorus, we believe. We believe. Oh, my God. This is so fucking deep. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. The track's only about three minutes and 15 seconds. I know. It's so breezy. And by the time we're done talking about it, we're going to go to the track four. Right. Um, 
I always be patient with me. This reminds me of the few episodes of Mad Men I watched. Yeah. And when Don Draper broke up from his wife, and he started kind of like hanging out with hippies in the '60s, and they were like telling him about like the hippie lifestyle. Sure. And he was like, "You guys are all a bunch of idiots." <laughs> and then, he, and then he slowly starts to like get into that culture. More oh, so. okay. I've never seen a single episode of Mad yeah. Men. I only saw that one. Oh. And, like that was what I noticed about that. Oh, okay. Like that's what always comes to mind when mm. I hear this song. It's a great yeah, song. This is a great song. It's relatable. The chorus is more relatable than the overall story of it. But uh, ugh. Do we move on to the middle of the album because it gets really, really scary here in the middle. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but he's so good at like finding the right words to explain what goes on in a heart. You know. Oh my God! In the How loving part of a heart, in the broken part of a heart, in the in the part of the heart that tries to repair itself, you know he's he's, he's so good at bringing those words to light. Of course, and this is tr- single number three. Uh, this track's called "Smoke." This track is called "Smoke." It's just acoustic with hand clapping, mm-hmm. the little bit of uh, slide guitar there in the background. Yeah, yeah. This is a good ditty. This is a good ditty. And again, as soon as I heard this as the third single, I uh-huh. was like, "This album is going to be fantastic." Yeah. I, I purposely like tried to stay away from the singles as they were released. I wanted to I listen just, to everything. Like I listened to Wonderful Life, and I was like, "Oh, that's good." But as they started releasing more, I was like, "No, I'm gonna purposely like stay in the dark." Well, and I prepared myself for the show, mm-hmm. and by listening to this song eight, yeah. nine times before yeah. the show, when we went to the show, like good. the only song I recognized was uh, Wonderful Life. So I wanted to listen to those songs like fresh and oh, like and just have them like absorb them all at once. Songs about you every time you open up those old letters. I never ended up coming home. Just became something like the smoke that I have. Relatable to a co-host. Oh yeah, trying to hold on to smoke. Hmm. There go women. Women suck, man. Yeah. You know who's got it right? Those asexuals. Yeah, because they never put themselves out there. Nope. <laughs> There's a potential for something bad. Stay away. No, they got it right, man. They got it. Right. <laughs> I like the song a lot. The song is incredible. Yeah, just, you, it, a lot it, of the songs like complement the songs before and the songs after. Uh, you know, initially when I listened to the album, I felt like some of the songs were a little out of order, but mm. upon listening to them like a few more times they feel like they're in place now yes. like once you know the story and once you know the and, and once you kind of like listen to the musical influences right i felt the same way because i was like i would have put this over here and yeah. that over there but I've, listening to it this many times now i'm like no it's, it's this fine. is great he knows what he's doing <laughs> it's, it's, he doesn't it's, need it's our right. advice <laughs> maybe i'd move one or two around mm. yeah but still it, even if you were to do that it would still sound just as good of course, the last time he says something like a dream, I hold. Anyway. Steve McQueen is heard, track five. We heard this one live. We did. This one was fresh. I hadn't heard, of, heard the song at all until yeah. we heard it at the The rest of the band the left and the spotlight right on uh, Mr. Fallon. I think the keyboardists are still there. Is, is that Steve what it was? still there? I, I thought the whole band was there. I th- oh, okay. Because they all did the harmonies and stuff. I think you're right. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll find out for sure. Yeah. Next week, <laughs> it's 
it's going to be great, like going to the show knowing these songs now. Exactly. Which is a great idea, you know? Like we saw, we saw, we went to the show fresh, and then we went to a show again after the album was released. That's great. I just wanted to be Steve McQueen. We all know Steve McQueen, right? Yes, the actor. It's a very 1960s reference. Yes, he loves he loves the roaring 60s. The kids these days don't know much about Steve McQueen. You mean that? Only you mean that car from, from from Disney and Pixar's Cars? Lightning McQueen, Mike. That was Steve McQueen, Adam. That was Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows Steve McQueen, who was voiced by Owen Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know what the I'm song is about. I'm glad he didn't say, like, Lightning McQueen. That would have been <laughs> I just want to be Lightning McQueen. <laughs> hanging out with Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> well, Steve McQueen embodied just, like, the manliest of men in the 60s. And uh, I think he's just saying, I, I never lived up to that. I, I don't understand the references to the English racing green. I meant to do some... I didn't know if that was another Steve McQueen movie reference. Because, mm. again, our generation doesn't know much about Steve McQueen. Forgive my ignorance, but Except I'm not up on my Brian, Steve McQueen Brian filmography. Brian knows more than we do. Yes. So I'm thinking maybe there was something going on in Britain hmm. with racing. Horse yes. racing? <laughs> I wouldn't say yes. <laughs> I have no idea. But still a good song, nonetheless. It's a, it's a good somber song. Uh, I, I wish I understood... Uh, the story to it a little bit more, but uh, it's still a good song, and it's, it, it, I enjoy listening to Maybe it. Maybe he'll tell us a story about it at the show. He's not much of a storyteller. <laughs> he likes to go song from song, and he doesn't like to tell jokes either. He doesn't like to, to talk very much in between. Uh, Maybe we should go. hold up a sign. What does Steve McQueen mean? <laughs> That's a good idea. Uh, let's go over to uh, track six, Nobody Wins. Uh, this Another song that hits you in the field. Goo Goo Dolls. Goo Goo Dolls reference. There's... A, a few acoustic ditties that Johnny Resnick did that sound exactly like this, but it's got that Brian Fallon like, yes, I needed Brian Fallon to write me a Goo Goo Doll song. <laughs> you haven't had a good Goo Goo Doll song in a long time. Hey, they got a new album coming out oh. pretty soon. <laughs> oh, old stones. Wait, bones. <laughs> old stones. <laughs> he's not past. He's not that old. He's not past the stones yet. The song is like perfect. This is a wonderful song, man. Every single time. So simple. Hey, there's old stones. Hey, little Tommy Gun. I know we're never gonna end up the lucky ones. Oh, we'll never see you again. Have a round, don't be rough. Hallelujah. Nobody wins. No, that's the uh. I, I, what I gathered from this, it's, it's a song about how when there's heartbreak around. I mean. You can't see it as one person gaining something and another person losing yep. something. I didn't want to Nobody believe him. Wins. I didn't want to believe him when he said I wrote the song about the New Jersey State Lottery. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course, that's the only thing I can think of now. But thanks, still love thanks, me. thanks, Brian, for the yuck yucks. transition they're just um, so seamless this is the classic brian fallon chord progression yes that is perfect yet repetitive mm -hmm. yet perfect uh -huh. <laughs> it's like you get sick of it because you're like damn it he always does these like we've and heard then, all we've heard all of these songs before right like we've heard uh, these like 
played by other instruments, uh, right. played by other musicians and other Artists. bands. But God damn it, he does it so perfectly. Like you just yes. learn to love it. Yeah, because there's at least two or three classic acoustic Goo Goo Doll songs that mm-hmm. are perfect, but they're not. They're not like this. They're oh, good, but they're, they're not great. like this. Let's go to uh, track uh, seven. This Rosemary. One. This is a. This oh. is a wonderful story. I think it's about a. This one hurts. Yeah, this, this one's not about him. It's no, about it's about a else. young lady named Rosemary. I believe so. Very popular young, from the first person. Man. Yeah, very popular young lady. He's done songs like this. Yes, on other Gaslight albums. Just about a chick getting older. Yeah. You know, pushing 36. Oh, so old. Maybe, maybe even 30. <laughs> and just things aren't the same anymore. Mm-hmm. But can you still rock that shit? Of course you can. can. She's Rosemary, baby. I really hope he plays this song because he did not play this one at the show. I don't think he's going to change the, the set left. When all the good times gone. And hey, 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 hey! Love that bass. This is Love one of bass. the uh, more up-tempo uh, tracks in this album. Just so tired of these empty sheets. I sleep beside. Tell me Tell about, me about, about it, it, Brian Fallon. Or Rosemary. Jason McCullough. Oh. Yeah, I gotta wake up to empty sheets every day now. Oh man, Does I don't even hurt? sleep on that side of the bed anymore, man. I just... Should try it out. No, probably feels good. It probably does. It's, it's been untouched for like two months. Uh, so we should play this song for the teenagers today. Like this will be you someday. <laughs> <laughs> when someone breaks your heart. when you're pushing thirty. Yeah, yeah. enjoy seventeen now. <laughs> uh, anyway. Let's want to move on to uh, track. No, no, I don't. Okay, One more course, guy. It's a very like it's a very like fast paced kind of chorus too, you know. I love it. Oh, Welcome man. to the Mike like, and Adam karaoke oh, hour. God. That's like that's the chorus of the it's year, a right? Great there. chorus. You yeah. can't beat that. All the previous tracks had great choruses. Yeah, Rosemary is. Oh. Like, I, I can't rank these songs, but I, I keep wanting to say like top three. It's one of my top three songs on this album. Yeah. It's hard for me to do that too because. Still feel a, a wonderful life as the greatest chorus I've heard yeah, of the year. I, and then I love painkillers, and I love <laughs> among foolish things. I love rosemary. Uh, uh, let's go and move, move on forward. to uh, red lights, track eight. Oh. Song fucking rules. Mm. Again, his choruses always do it. He's just that good, you know. And I know we're probably just fanboying out and everything, and I, I don't care. <laughs> carry on to the further into the years after I think it will because all the other albums did oh yeah I've only been listening to him since 2012 Mm -hmm. so I'm like okay I'm four years into this yeah I'm not what nine years okay 2007 when Sink or Swim came out but I still love that album and every album since 
Whatever else they give me If it stops the nightmares Probably won't kill me I'm gonna need some of those, by the way But if you slow it down Will you end up At the red lights God, that's so fucking good It's basically convincing somebody That they need psychiatric medication Yes Yes, I will take those And whatever you may give me If if it stops the the nightmares nightmares, They probably probably won't won't kill kill me. me different set of medications that do work for nightmares than depression. We got an expert here. We, we know what he's talking about. But if I slow it down, I'll end up on my accuser's knife, which means manic, going mm. super fast, going on tour repeatedly, not stopping, oh. making albums over and over again. <laughs> oh my. So I only stop to tell her that I what's love the name, her. What's the name of this album, Adam? Painkillers. Painkillers. Oh God. It's like he can't ever stop to tell her that he loves her because he's just going, going, going. Yeah, so at the red I know. lights, I know, forced Brian. to stop. Yeah, I know, Brian. Fucking a, it's good. I love, I love thinking too far into it. I know we're <laughs> such overthinkers when it comes to this, and especially like when you can, like when you when you latch on to these lyrics and you like you apply them to yourself. Yep. Like fuck you, Brian. Get out of my life. Get out of my head. Man. Again, top three. <laughs> top three songs. It's a rotating oh my God. list of top three songs. Uh, let's go to uh, Long Drives, track nine. Now we're slowing it down. Mm. A little bit of slide guitar there. Give that that alt-country feel, which <laughs> I'm afraid when I listen to these albums that I'm this close to liking country music. Uh, there's only two albums that have a country twang that like I really love. This one, spoiler alert, and <laughs> Dustin Kensrue's Please Come Home, Aha, his yes. first solo album. Yes. Those this are the is, only two. Yeah. No Brian can, Adams. No, no Brian No Ryan Adams. Adams? <laughs> Ryan Adams is great. <laughs> He's got that alt country thing going on, but gu- the same guitar player and bass player from the Ryan Ab- Adams albums really is on Painkillers. Yeah. Oh, the chick and the the bass player, the the acoustic guitar player. Oh, really? Yeah, well, that's cool. Um, that's why they're so old because <laughs> they were with <laughs> Ryan Adams back in the early aughts. Right. right. Now this uh, this song. Baby, I don't mind. This is like old fucking Eagles. It is, the dude. 70s. It's uh, like this uh, takes me back to like my dad playing like old Eagles music yes, in the house. Thank you. I'm glad that you had that same feeling. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that you've listened to the Eagles as yeah. much as I got forced to listen exactly. to the Eagles. <laughs> but this is like Eagles for me now. Yes. This is my Eagles. My Eagles, Dad. <laughs> well, for me, you gotta it was bring it back to the dads, man. <laughs> My dad didn't listen to the Eagles. Uh, so not one of my top three songs, but still a good, enjoyable yes. song. I feel like, you know, the, the beginning of the album was better than the end of the album. Except but for that's track, like saying, like... Except for track 10, <laughs> which we'll get to in a minute. You mean track 11? No, 10. Honey Magnolia? Yeah, that's track 10. Oh, you don't like track 10? We gotta talk about it now. Wait. Isn't Mojo Hand number 11? That's 11. Yeah. I like track 10. Mojo I said, is. I said the, the end of the album was not as good, except for track oh, 10. Oh, except. Okay. I'll get there for a minute. Okay. Just enjoy the chorus. <laughs> Talk about it after this chorus, damn it. <laughs> oh, it's not here where he says, without you. Mm. Oh, man. So perfect at the end of this song. Do you remember being 17, listening to cassettes in a car that you borrowed? CDs, yes. <laughs> I listened to cassettes by myself. Oh. Because <laughs> I took up the entire car. Didn't we... <laughs> <laughs> Did 
Didn't we used to like record our old like demos on cassettes? Oh yeah, that was that's fun because we're poor. Not when I was seventeen. <laughs> when Brian Fallon and I were seventeen, yeah. that's what we were doing. That's exactly right. Oh yes. You say I'm alright, baby. I don't mind. I'll get on just fine on that long, long drive. You know, I I drive a lot now, all alone. Oh yes. It's not that fun. You always have your iPod. Yeah. Ugh. Let's go to Honey Magnolia, track 10. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it where he says it. Without you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh God, I'm so alone. I'm going to be okay. alone forever. Now, this song is so happy. Oh, wait. No. The song Honey fucking... Magnolia. We heard this track one live. 10. A little bit of piano. We're going to hear it again, Mike. And this time everybody will and cheer. And now we know what the song is. I'm so excited that everybody will cheer. Yes. Although everybody at the show didn't seem to know the songs anyway. But no, even the even the horrible crow songs, which is, which is weird. I was the only one going, "Woo! Yeah, <laughs> all right." People just kind of kind of heard of Brian Fallon and they bought a ticket. So is this song? I think this one is about significant other talking to him. I could see where you're coming with that, yeah. It's so good. It's drug related, yeah. but he, he That's right. Probably. Yeah. Is that an invitation? But he uses to pronouns use my love in your man's man's world. Uh, it's it's a little confusing because he also uses pronouns I know. To, to to describe what the other person's thinking. But I think Brian Fallon though he I can't I can't get my words together here. <laughs> yep. Top three songs, man. All the way. Oh, fuck this song. So good. Oh, I've done that. Usually the girl does that to the guy. I could do that too. Big, big. I wish I didn't. I'll be the one to roll you over. I'll call when I wanna call you Honey Magnolia. I'll you know when the sweet taste is gone. When it's over, Honey Magnolia. Oh, how do Shit. how do I hear a song for the first time and I know it's great and yeah. then it's still great <laughs> the fifteenth time you listen to it? It's just that oh, I don't know, man. It, I, that doesn't happen with me in any other music. I mark down because I have I keep a list just for like the end of the year stuff. Mm-hmm. I mark down like uh, I, I already Honey Magnolia is one of my favorite songs of the year. Already, God. Uh, so uh, should we move forward. Let's move over. Let's move forward to uh, one of the songs that uh, is not one of my favorites of the year. Mojo Hand. This one doesn't feel right. Can you tell me what you think this song is about? I think <laughs> I, I'm going more from the voodoo aspect because I've been oh. watching a lot of Princess and the Frog. Okay. So I'm thinking there, he's implying that she like made some sort of deal with with like a, a shaman. Okay. Of voodoo guy. Because I had to. And re- she's like, and all the guys are drawn to her because okay. of that. And but he knows that she's gonna fuck them up in the long run, or sh- or she's gonna break down after some time. I agree with you that this is kind of a weird song. 
I had to read the lyrics because this, okay. this song was really confusing. And because I'm such a perv, I'm pretty sure the song is about a girl who's great at hand jobs. That's what I didn't want it to believe. <laughs> now I want to bring a sign to the show. Like, what's Mojo Hand about? Even reading the lyrics, you got that vibe? Yes. I don't know what if Mojo Hand is like a reference to something. It could be the voodoo aspect, like you yeah. said. But like, because like he says, like all the boys are drawn to her, and like we can't yes. sleep at night because we keep thinking about how great right. she is. And like, but I, I think that's what it means. It's like she's she's just got got mojo, and like she jacks them not, off. Not that <laughs> if you take away the sexual element, mind in the gutter. But what's a Joe Mojo Hand? <laughs> like you know, she's got cards. Oh, like voodoo cards. Oh, yeah. So okay. like she made a deal with with a voodoo guy, but the shadow man, with, with the from, shadow man, the shadow man from who, Pep, who made the her frog. look look really good to every guy and every guy's drawn to her. Yes. but he knows that she's really just full of shit. Okay, even though he's drawn to her and he doesn't want to be and he can't stop it. Well, that's a much better explanation than what uh, I had in my pervy mind. As for the, like the the funky kind of bonk like a bonk beat, this is the only song I'm like. Work for me. I'm not feeling the song. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact that it's like right at the end of the album too—it's like kind of a shame. I, f- I feel like this one was a bonus track. It could have been because I mean it's it's twelve tracks long altogether. We could have gotten rid of one. I know. Because you just go to if she had a mojo mouth, then <laughs> I, I would understand. This girl's got mojo vag. See New Orleans. Yeah. There you I go. mean even even the even the mon- even the instrumentation is very like. Jazzy, jazzy, New Orleans All right, influence. All right so final track to open all album. night. So Adam, we need one as, more acoustic song to as we close, this close out. out this review slash karaoke hour. What did you think of Painkillers? I, I wish this song was better, even though I still like it. Yes, it's not a strong track. I would have ended on Honey Magnolia. Let's just do do ten tracks. Yeah. And call it a day. Or even if we even if we wanted to keep it twelve or eleven tracks, I would have switched uh, "Open All Night" and "Honey Magnolia." Yeah, I would. I mean, this one is good enough to keep on the yeah. album. It's just not one of my favorites. It's an all right song. I mean, yeah. it's not. I mean, I think Mojo Hand is like the low point of the album. Yeah, but this the, is like the Eagle songs that I didn't really care for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was most of them. But yeah, uh, but overall, uh, I mean, kind of a no-brainer. This gets the best album ever for me. Of course. Yeah. Uh, and of course, for me, it's. I mean, I think Mojo Hand will grow on me by the end of the year. But as of right now, as of right now, it's still 12? like an eleven and a half. Wow, out of twelve. Cool, <laughs> awesome. So far, so far, wow. album of the year. So far, yeah. Do we need? That's why I put on there. Do we need to listen to any more albums? Let's just. I think we're done. Call it a life <laughs> until so, the next Brian Fallon project. <laughs> exactly right. We'll probably get Gaslight Anthem next year, but who knows? Uh, I wonder, what, what do you what do you think Brian Fallon is going to do next? Well, his this tour is going to be going for a little while. He's on a break from it. Yeah, he, um, I mean, he can't. He's, he's going to tour for the rest of the year, I think. On the solo on this stuff? solo album, yeah. Hmm, I don't know if he. I don't know if it but will, though. When he was on the Daily Show, different bass player. Oh, really? There was a big fat bearded guy playing bass. Oh, maybe that girl's on the no fly list now. I don't know, but she <laughs> was like a really integral part of his stage presence I felt yeah I thought so too I thought it was really cool of him to have a chick bass I wonder if she'll be back for and she played bass on the album so yeah, well maybe maybe it was just local musician 
because they, they have to fly to New York to do that, right? I know. But they're all from New York. Oh, that's true. They're all from New York. So I'm just thinking she wasn't available that day, and this was the base tech who just filled in for the Could night. Could be, yeah. So that is very, very possible. So when do you think we'll get another Brian Fallon project? And what do you think that project will be? I'm saying it's going to be towards the end of 2017. Because he's going to tour on this for the rest of the year and then take a little bit of a break, get back with Gaslight, Gaslight. in the spring okay. of next year, and we'll have a new album by the end of 2017. I think three years waiting for next Gaslight Anthem is a is long enough wait. I would love for him to do a Horrible Crows album, but it's yeah, I don't think that's impossible. ever going to happen. I mean, all the pieces are there for it. <laughs> yeah. There's no reason Literally. for us not to do it. They're, so, they're going to be on stage next week when we go see them. So, if anything, I would hope for an uh, abbreviated tour, record with with Horrible Crows in the fall, new album of Horrible Crows in 2017. Oh, fuck yes. And then tour on that, and maybe new Gaslight in 2018. Wonderful. Because I have enough Gaslight to get me through for the next <laughs> There's a lot two of years if I have to. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and oh, Brian, I know that you're listening this, to this. This is a great outro, by the way. Yeah. Outro, outro is great. Chorus is serviceable. Yeah. But, uh, you know... Overall, not a not the best song to close on, uh, but still great album. Go check out uh, Painkillers by Brian Fallon if you want some great singer songwriter, some great stripped down musician. And I uh, love stuff. I love when an album meets expectations. Yeah, you know, you're never sure. I tried to taper off my expectations just because of how great Get Hurt was. Exactly, and uh, how great like because well, I was how, expecting a horrible crows part two, but and, with how great the show was, I oh, yeah. really put this album on a pedestal. Only having heard like six or seven yeah. tracks, and it's and it's and it's not like Mojo Hands like a terrible song too. It's like not it's not like unlistenable, right? And and like that was the weak part of the album. It so, was the only thing. Yeah, that so was pretty much absolutely it. fantastic. Go check out Painkillers is out now, uh, and if Brian Fallon's in your in your in in your town. Which or nearby next Saturday, he will be in our town. We're going to interview fans this time. Yeah, rain or shine. Mm-hmm. We need to find out what makes these people tick. Who hurt them? Who hurt you? Yeah. Who who got hurt? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, go check it out. Uh, definitely a recommendation for both of us. We're probably going to talk about this by the end at the end of the year. So really? get ready for that. Yep. And uh, so we'll go ahead and get into our sound off before because we got to go soon. Hit up the metal. We got this, this boring acoustic stuff. Stupid singer songwriter alt country garbage. Can you bring up the uh, track listing for my Emery album? Oh, sure. Which I know we said we would. Um, Emery. We, we, we were going to on the plate it at some point. One sure day. Dance, Shomo Dance would appreciate that. Uh, you were never alone? Yep. There you are. Before you get to that. I'm just going to talk really quick because big news came out in the video game side of things. Dear God. I'm not going to talk about how much I'm going to see. a new PlayStation game. No, hold on. Oh. I'm, and I, I, I know I should be talking about Batman v Superman, which comes out this Friday. Right. I'm going to see it with your wife. Yep. It's going to be amazing. Probably going to see it like two or three times. I hope it meets your expectations. <laughs> Painkillers by Brian, by Brian Fallon. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to talk about how I'm watching Daredevil, which is season two, which is equally amazing. I watched five minutes of it last night before oh. I went to bed. Oh. Looked looked great. <laughs> <laughs> You're so enthused. 
<laughs> you're not overwhelmed. You're not underwhelmed. You're just whelmed. Yes. And it was nice to see what's her name from True Blood. Oh, as she's a blonde. so pretty. Oh, man. So pretty. She yeah, Deborah good. Ann Wool. She plays yes, Karen right. Page. Yes. In the comics, she becomes a heroin addict and porn star eventually. Good. On her downward spiral to descent. I'm looking forward to those episodes. <laughs> That's going to be great. Uh, yeah, so instead of talking about Batman v Superman or Daredevil v Punisher, I'm going to talk about the fact that we might be getting cross-platform play on Xbox Live and PlayStation Network. Do you know what that means? Cricket. Cricket. <laughs> Does that mean you can play all the games under any console? No, 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 no. I, I, right now, we have Xbox Live for the Xbox One and PlayStation Network for PlayStation 4. And when you play online, you can only play with the people, like if you're on PlayStation, you can only play with people who also have PlayStation. Right now, yes. X, my, and it came from Microsoft from all places, uh, they, op- they, they decided to open up the avenue to allow cross-platform play on some of their games. The first of the games is going to be Rocket League, which I don't know if you've ever heard of it. No. It's a game where cars drive on a soccer field kicking a ball into a goal. It sounds ridiculous, but it's fucking amazing. <laughs> it's soccer and racing? Soccer and racing. It's, it's, okay. it's, it's a game you control as a, as a racing game. Like when the control, like you actually have to... Uh, accelerate and brake and 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 swerve and handbrake and all that stuff, but oh, you got to do that with a big soccer ball in the middle of the field. <laughs> Bend it like Beckham. Absolutely, in a certain way. Absolutely, and uh, is it similar soccer rules that apply? Oh yeah, same soccer rules, but like you're just <laughs> How do you cars. Throw the ball in when it goes out of bounds. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but for the longest time, like you know, as long as we've had online play for like whew, like fifteen, twenty years now. Wow. Uh, no, yeah, about fifteen years. Uh, like you, you could, you know, if you buy an Xbox, you can only play Xbox with Xbox players. If you buy a PlayStation, you can only play, play PlayStation games with PlayStation players. But now Microsoft has opened up the avenue and said, "Hey, we want to extend an olive branch to Sony and say, hey, let's let cross-platform play because so mm. everyone can play together." And this is and that's actually pretty exciting stuff, man. Because a lot of the times, like when people buy their console, especially younger people, like they'll buy it based on what their friends have. Not necessarily like, oh, well, I want to play these exclusive PlayStation games, but all my friends have Xbox, so I'm just going to get an Xbox. So now right. you don't have to worry about that anymore. If you want to buy PlayStation because the exclusives are more your taste or Xbox, vice versa, you can do that and not have to worry about, oh, all my, all my Xbox friends bought Call of Duty on their Xbox, and I have Call of Duty on my PlayStation, but we could still play together. That's pretty amazing, man. And I, I, don't, I, I, I don't think I've ever thought that I would see that ever happen, especially from two rival That's competing true. companies. That's well, pretty cool, should, man. They should eventually merge together and monopolize the yeah, industry. Yeah, exactly. Right? And, then they can, and then they can charge, they can make a new console, $1, charge $1,500, and no one can do anything about it. <laughs> <laughs> because monopolies are great. <laughs> well, I'm excited for you and people that, that, like that, you. That is pretty exciting, though, because like, okay. uh, there are people that I know that have an Xbox One uh, and I have a PlayStation 4, and I can't play with them. You know, and I'd have to buy it. One of us have to buy a new console for to play with each it. other. But now we don't have to worry about that. That's going to be pretty There's exciting stuff, man. 15 other ways that you can stay in contact with people. Never again. <laughs> now we never have to meet in public. Thank God. Ever again. Thank God. So what are you reviewing besides Brian Fallon? The only other Brian one Fallon, this week. Kapari Planet. The only one this week was You Were Never Alone by, by Emery. Emery. I finished the, them after latest seven, album from 2015. seven weeks. Which reminds me, my grandpa died seven weeks ago because oh. I started listening to Emery that week. Oh, God. Got a new tattoo, <laughs> by the way, too. And I got 
a duck tattoo. Yes. To commemorate. The Mighty but Ducks. But this album was pretty good. Emilio Estevez. How did you feel about this one? Because I know you you went through this band yes. a lot faster than I did. Yes. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I gave it an 8 out of 12. I think the track, you, The Less You Say, mm-hmm. is like the standout, awesomest track I've ever I heard would from them. say so, too. It's really weird how this band can really write some good songs. Yeah. And then really have I some f- ones that... Felt like this was a very hit and miss. Yeah, it was, this kind of reminded me when we listened to the last Slaves album, where I was like, "Well, oh, there's some great songs in there," and then yes. and there's some like not so good songs on here too. I had to put my like, okay, I know it's all about the Bible. Yes, I had to put that hat off. Yeah, for a long what did time. They, what did they say here on the Wikipedia page? They shared on the podcast that uh, the album was a concept album, which each song being on a Bible story. Correct. So, Rock, Pebble, Stone, which David and Goliath, oh. and. Uh, I don't know what Pink Slip is about. It's like that time when Jesus fired. When like, Jesus got fired. Jesus got fired from work for, <laughs> for his carpenter job. Carpentry from carpentry. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I first I first thought it was him, um, you know, getting Mary Magdalene out of being a prostitute. Yeah. So he gave that's her probably her what pink it is. Slip. Yeah, that's probably what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I could be wrong. That's just what I was thinking. But, yeah, um, but there yeah, are still I, some good songs on here. The, the, there's some really good songs on here. I was very impressed with this band and getting to know them and enjoying having them as part of my repertoire now. Yeah. I don't know if I'd ever like go see them live, but, you know. If they were like, I don't know if I ever want to go see them headline, but yeah. you're. I, I, I mean, if they were a supporting band, like, oh, that'd be great because then they'll, be like, they'll play a bunch of great singles. So it'll probably be a long time till their next album because they're all, you know, old men now with children. And, and podcasts. And podcasts. And they only tour couple months out of the year and mm-hmm. then go back to being old men and podcasters. I think the the guys who do the podcast, I think they're also ministers for their church. Why not? I think I think I heard that on a podcast. I can't remember. Because everybody becomes a minister. Mm-hmm. One day you and I will be. Someday. Escondido Baptist Church, man. It's hitting Ooh, us up pretty bad. Man, they will not stop blowing up our mm-hmm. We need to go down and see what's going on. Yeah, well, got... Why don't we stop on our way to the Brian Fallon show since we're going to be driving through? Yeah, we're going that go. way anyway. Okay. So, okay, we'll do that. We'll stop. We'll see what's going on. We'll... They sent me like a manila envelope with like, a bunch of paperwork. I haven't read it yet because uh, I have to send to our lawyers first. How does it smell? <laughs> like some of the pages are stuck together. Oh, God. Uh, but uh, it smells pretty bad. Okay. But there's a bunch of like legal mumbo jumbo. Like I want to get with our lawyers first and make sure because I don't want to sign anything. Uh, something about like unreleased tracks. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I didn't read the whole thing, but we'll get through it soon. Unreleased slash slash future release, maybe? something like I, d- I didn't read it. I, I didn't. Not. I didn't read it very well, but uh, but I told you guys last week. There, Rainbow Sprinkles doing something. Mm, he, he just said called, we're back. He hasn't called you at all, and not since then. Okay, good. not since then. But um, yeah. We'll, we'll hopefully they'll be... stay away, and hopefully they didn't add any members of DBC to their crew. I know. Hopefully we'll they didn't add. I heard a child in the background. Female members. I heard a child in the background of the voicemail. Oh. So I'm thinking Rainbow might be more busy these days. Oh, be banging scary. ladies? No, it was a child, like a child that needed his constant 24-hour <laughs> attention. Like oh. one that, that interrupts him in the middle of his day and like, you know, walks into the bathroom while he's taking a shit. Oh. And probably then demands like, to wipe his ass for him. Probably like and goes then cries into the re- when he says no. Probably goes into the recording studio and interrupts choruses. <laughs> exactly. Maybe. Who knows? But that was our episode for this week. Uh, we're going to go off and enjoy self-help fest for you guys. And we'll talk about that briefly. The metal. Uh, maybe in a week or so. But uh, and we'll, and we'll, and if you guys are going to be there, let us know if you went. That'd be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for my co-host, Adam, I'm your co-host, Mike. Go pick up Painkillers by Brian Fallon. I think you can go to brianfallon.bandcamp.com and and stream it for free if you want. And I think the whole album's on YouTube as well. So go check that out from there and go go support. And if he's in your town, like seriously, 
go and see him live. Uh, okay. You're going to have a great time, and you're going to enjoy the stories that he's going to tell. And, Hopefully you know, they're not the same stories. Yeah, because that's going to really take away the magic of that <laughs> night. But, uh, yeah, uh, so we'll see you guys. Uh, we'll see you guys soon. See you Monday morning. Uh, I'm not getting some, even on Tinder, when I super like a very pretty girl oh. who has a lot in common with me. Oh, God, I'm so lonely. She's busy. She's just busy. Painkillers. They were painkillers.